When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. On SEN, The Picks, with David King and Sam Edmund. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket. Oh, I like that rod. Yes, with big thanks to Bluebet. Welcome to The Picks. As Europe famously sang, it's the final countdown. And as Chris Fagan said today, there's no fairy tales, just hard work. We're on the eve of finals, and yet somehow it all feels like it's played second fiddle for the last week or two in what's been a huge period of news for the code. Tassie's timeline for a team, grand final in Perth, David Teague sacking, Taylor Walker breaking his silence today, and on and on it goes. So to make sense of it all is a two-time North Melbourne Premiership defender who rebounded like a trampoline in his prime. David King, welcome. Uh, great to see you. I was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Great to see you. It's been a while since we've actually done this. Are you going to apologise for your comments no, about me last week? All that... comments were accurate, whilst brutal. Sometimes it may sometimes a bit of feedback, as we've seen today, is harsh. Just at home, just coming in and out of consciousness after a huge what, what day happened? at work. What happened? And uh, I'm, my phone's just lighting up. <laughs> Kingy's giving it to you. Kingy's giving yeah, it to you. Honest feedback. Yeah. That's what it's called. Oh, you want some? You want some? If you want some, I'll give it you. And yet, despite all the stick you gave me, I just want you to know I'm happy for you, actually, we David. We did well. You're the people's multi. Yes. Oh, break <laughs> out the champagne. We had our first victory. I don't believe it. It's saluted. Yeah. And it's saluted in my absence. Now, some might say that's the only reason it's saluted, but we have had so much bad luck that we were due. And how's the luck you guys had? So two after the siren goals got you, the Choggies. Charlie Cameron first, and then Big Maxi drifting forward to make uh, a mess of Reece Stanley to kick that one after the siren. That got you the multi. Look, it's fair to say a lot had to go right. Late <laughs> in the piece, but that's great, isn't it? So we send uh, $1,300 to Port Macquarie. Yeah, and you remember who the, who the... Yeah, absolutely. I've got it written here. James from Port Macquarie Magpies. Oh, good on him. Yeah, he Lovely mention, part of the world, Port Macquarie. He didn't mention the football and netball club. He just He's probably going to hang on to that. He won't, he won't be splitting that, will <laughs> 1300 he? $1,300? Roughly. I don't yep. know exactly how much it is, but the boys at Bluebet will sort him out. That's fantastic. Speaking Special. of... Speaking of Bluebet, they are by our side again. So tonight... Can, As can always, you lift? can you lift? Tipping with a difference here. All oh no, I need to. I Come need on. to. Hey, but we've got four, four games. I oh, know. <laughs> have to choose a game. I don't know if I'm worried about. Well, 100 percent strike rate will need. We've been struggling. Dunk. <laughs> well, let's slam dunk. Go choose first. His. That's it. That's our, that's our rule. And then we'll work it out after that. All right. Uh, all the lines, of course, set by our good friends at Bluebet, the cheeky little bluey. All the teams. All the odds, the people's multi, our tipping state of play, and all that is still to come. But before all that, gee, there's been plenty happening, Kingy. Oh. Carlton will soon, well, we think, announce their eighth coach since the year 2000. David Teague shown uh, he's part of the Carlton football. This is how basically played out with Teague, Kingy. Ninth or eighth? Uh, this will be their eighth okay. coming up. 
Um, so David Teague was shown his part of the Carlton Review on Sunday. Now, he was asked if he wanted to see it on Friday before the last game. He said, no, no, after the season. So Sunday he saw it, only his little brief. You know, Brad Lloyd got his, Kane Little got his, and on and on it went. What can't actually be explained is why he wasn't sacked Monday morning, but instead he was made to conduct three days' worth of exit interviews with a guillotine hovering, and as Clarko told them no, and Ross Lyon seemingly self-sabotaged, he was even tortured by the faint hope he could remain in the chair. But he was then called to a meeting early this morning. Luke Sayers was in there, Kane Little, Brad Lloyd, and another board member, and they initially asked Teague for his feedback on elements of the review no. before Sayers told him, we're not going to go forward with you. So Teague cleared out his office straight away, text all the players via his WhatsApp group there, told them uh, he'd been sacked, wished them well with their futures, and he wanted the players to hear it basically from him before someone else. And then we had the big press conference today, of course, which you would have seen with um, Luke Sayers and Kane Little after they met with the players. So I asked him for his feedback. Uh, so that, his thoughts on the review, yeah, yeah. Prior to sacking him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was part of the amazing. process. That was part of the process. So the <laughs> big criticism for him, at least in the snippet that we saw from the outside, was um, a confusion over the game plan, which is damning because it's come from the players. And it was bent too far towards offense at the expense of defense. And it found the team underdelivered in its ability to consistently defend, win the contest and apply pressure. So he did say, Luke says, that as is the case right here and right now, that's quoting him, that that's a full stop on the sackings right here, right now. So I guess the critics might say it's way too shallow, isn't it? Perhaps too simplistic after a two-month football review mid-season that only Teague Stanton and Dale Amos lose their positions with John Barker stepping down mid-season. Yeah, I'm not cheering for people to lose their jobs. So that's just no, no one's doing yeah, that. So but I for think, all the for, yeah, that's that's their right though, isn't it? I mean, yep. they're, they're running the business. So I've got no problem with them making a decision to to sack someone. But they also said this is not just about David, and yet David T wasn't about him at all. At the start he's one of only three people to go. So it really is all about David T. The start was not about the coach. Remember, Mark Lagoon. No, he said this saying, is not a review on the coach. It's not a review on that's the. It's always coach. a review. Well, he's. I've got no problem with that decision in isolation. They've earned the right as the the board and the decision makers for the football club to put Carlton first. And if that involves sacking the coach ahead of time, well, so be it. Mm. Um, But the way it's been done is where the criticism starts. So that's that's really disappointing. To make him to make him go through and give an assessment of his review, and then sack him, I think is just another another little dagger. Well, I can't believe they, they let, I can't believe he had to go through the three days worth of reviews, knowing that he was almost certainly going to be gone, which is yeah. how he felt having to review and, and conduct ex, exit meetings on the on the players. I think somewhere around two hundred thousand. So he gets a, a portion of it. It's a six get... month payout, okay. I think. Right. Um or sort of thereabouts. I wonder where he ends up next. It might well be Richmond, it might be Andrew McQualter, it might be part of the Ross Lyon ticket. If Ross Lyon gets the job at that might be one out, one in there at the Tigerland. But anyway, that merry go round is all ahead of us. And with Ross Lyon, the club's been in conversations with him for some time, I'm told. And Greg Williams is a pretty big power player there in this regard as the director of football on the board. So there's that. Hey, Taylor Walker, front of the media today for the first time. Kingy, since his six-game suspension for that racist slur directed at Sandford player Robbie Young, I thought he handled himself pretty well, to be honest, Tex. Uh, he apologised again. He said he wouldn't be drawn on whether he'll play next year, saying playing is not his priority. He said repairing relationships with the people I've hurt is his main priority. And he did reveal there was a confidentiality agreement that had been struck between all the parties and that he actually initially denied using the slur before coming clean. So... Um, there was a really good 
question asked in the press conference of Taylor Walker. It was asked of him, how can more education really help you stop doing this when how much education is already given to AFL players in this space? I think that's a bit of a furphy. I actually uh, think that AFL players on the way in get education. First year first year uh, seminars, you sit, sit through all the, the programs that are available and you hear everything for the first time. And I and I think it's AFL ran, not, not AFLPA ran. I don't think you get... You don't need a uni degree in no, it. No, no, but you're making it like they get one every 12 months. They don't. They don't. So, so some people are saying that he would have had 12 lots of that, that discussion. That's not the case. Mm. I'm not, not excusing anything at all. I'm just saying that let's just, let's just get the facts right on this one. Um, and it's not up to us to say, yeah, oh, he did a good job or, oh, this, is, this has gone well. It's, it's for other people to decide. It's for the Indigenous and Torres Strait Islanders to, to actually have their thoughts on this, not us. Mm. All Australians on tonight. What a great night. A great night, that isn't is it? It is a great night. This is, see, there's a lot of awards in footy that you, you re, are out of your reach. For 80% of AFL players, getting, getting selected or winning a club best and fairest is difficult to do. To um, be up there in the brown low if you're not a midfielder is almost impossible to do. To get any sort of media award recognition is almost impossible mm. to do. So I really love I really love the All Australians because back pockets can get in. Half backs should get in. Wingers half can't. forwards wingers can't. <laughs> half forwards, geez, you have to have a big year as a half forward oh, yeah. to not be replaced by a midfielder. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, Ruckman. So we give we give recognition to guys who, who really don't get it anywhere else. Lance Franklin, of course, he was named in the 40 tonight, shooting for the all-time uh, record. What would it be? His ninth? I ninth, think it might yeah. be. Does he get in? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But uh, look, um, I wouldn't uh, be uh, driving off the Westgate if he did. It'd be any, magnificent. Any thoughts on the captain? Uh, I think maybe. I hadn't given it much thought. But I went for a Max Gorn Max Gorn as captain? Yeah. The season Melbourne's had. Well, Max will be in would there. Would he be starting Ruck? Bonson Pally will be in there. Yep. Uh, who else would be in there as a captain? Just trying to think, but well, it doesn't it's a silly thing to do? The other the thing top. is, you, you don't have to be a captain well, in the club space because we? we did. Is Buddy what about, Franklin? What about an acting captain? Could an acting captain be captain? That would be my push. Start the year zero three. Cornelio goes out oh. of the team, and then up steps the acting captain Green, Green, and shifts the course of their season. What do they do with and has that an space? unbelievable year? Co captains? What do they do there? Do you reckon? Well, I think you just go to Steve and say, look. Assess the last 12 months. How do you mm. think his leadership's been? Why would we rock the boat, given the fact that, okay, this happened in different circumstances, but let's roll on. We were speaking about uh, Tex Walker before, who um, obviously fronted the media today, apologised again for his uh, racist slur uh, directed towards uh, Robbie Young. We are speaking about the education players. Get Lockie's called in. He's on the road. How you doing there, Lock? Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you? Hey, going well. What's hey, on your What's How on you? your mind? Um, oh, Curious about David. I'm listening while I'm cooking, but um, David mentioned about I'm oh, not sure about if they've had 12 different, um, you know, pre-seasons. Now, nah, Lockie, what? Just let's just get this right because I don't want this to be misconstrued. When you first enter the AFL system, you get educated on all facets, including including the, you know, respect and responsibility towards women, and, and the obviously the, the issue that Tex finds himself in now with the Indigenous side of things. So. It doesn't happen every 12 months is my point. So I've heard multiple times over the last few weeks that people saying that he's had this this education session a dozen times. Not correct. Sorry? 
What about morals? Oh yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting involved in that at all. We, we know where we all sit on that, but just the education side of it. Let's just be correct on, on what, um, what we're saying. Thanks for the call, Locke. Appreciate it. Uh, that All Australian team is going to be magnificent, regardless. So Max, we spoke about Max Gorn. Could be his fifth All Australian nomination as well. Now there's seven Melbourne players uh, named in the 40 man squad. They could get Go seven. In. Oh, Gary Perk could be nervous here. Remember Brian Cook in 07? Oh, but they got yes. nine in there. The incentives <laughs> busted the cap basically. Brian Cook gave him a migraine there. Not everyone's saying, <laughs> "Hey, Cookie, how great's this? Nine cats in the All Australian team. He was having kittens. He was in the fetal position." Now I don't think because of COVID and the yeah. shrinking uh, cap. That we, we the incentive might have gone by the way of the dodo, but um, geez, that makes me laugh when when I, I, had, when I hear that story recooked. I had Ricky Nixon, who was a lateral thinker, as you, as you know, he's a lateral operator. He was he was, two, un- two. He was unbelievable with contracts, unbelievable. And was he, that your man? Yeah, he, put he was. Some, he put something in mind about about um, I think it was something like recognition or top five finishes in in media awards. And the like. Right? And the like. And the like. Well, what did you win? Some sort so, of no, the well, double TFM no. player. <laughs> so it was something like, I think Triple M had an award in these days. It was something to do with the uh, Defender of the Year or something. And I got beaten by Brad Scholl, but it didn't matter because I come top five. Put that with the All-Australian and top five best and fairest finish and, and I got the bonus. <laughs> I remember what was the, the bonus? I remember the It was a good bonus. What was it? Uh... Come on, amongst friends. M- might have been 25 or something. 25? Yeah. It's big back in, back when in was this? I'm talking 90s. 97. Oh, yeah. That's a fair slab. Yeah. So chicken at the top. one 250,000. Are we past the statute of limitations? I'm not joking. No, it's an incentive. So chicken had yourself. He would have had duck, obviously. He had a heap of us. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't do much for us financially, but he did have a couple of bonuses in there, which were great. Was his commission pretty big? No, he was a star. Was he? He was a ripper. Good on him. Yeah. Hey, uh, the Cats are on their way to Adelaide. In fact, they might have just landed Geelong. They'll be as is for their – now, they've avoided the cricket nets, which is great. Just um, pardon the COVID protocols here. They'll be tested upon landing. <laughs> tested upon landing, isolating the rooms until negative test tomorrow morning. They're allowed a 90-minute walk on the Adelaide Oval tomorrow before returning straight to the hotel until the game and then go straight back to their hotel rooms post-game. And then they fly to Perth the next morning. Still, I think it beats the cricket nets. And great news, 5,000 extra punters getting into the Adelaide Oval this weekend. So we're up to 20,000, which is sure. uh, which is really good. Hey, Greg's called in from Blackburn. I think he wants to talk all Australians and a big bearded oh, no. ruckman. How you doing oh. there, Greg? Oh, magnificent, magnificent. Pumped for the Ds. I've been a supporter since 1958 and I've seen it all. Um, big Maxi, he's got to be the Australian captain. He's the most loved player in the league, I reckon. They, they do a great podcast um, with uh, Brayshaw and, and uh, Maxi on, on the uh, Melbourne website, and he deserves to be the captain choice, I reckon. Good yeah. on you, Greg. I don't think there'd be anyone uh, criticising it if he was. And just your mood ahead of the game, Greg, because... Well, he sounds, I, even sounds I, nervous. No, Greg. no, I think he sounds excited. Unlike no, our no. producer, Benny Lyon here, Greg, who's uh, just in the fetal position, basically. We just have to stir him every now and then to, to answer the phones in here. He's anxious as all get out, I'm but you're more aroused. you're more excited or aroused even. <laughs> well, I am aroused and excited. You know, I've, I was at the 2000, I was at 87, I was at 88, I was there when Hawthorne smashed us. Oh. Um, but I'm excited. I really, really am. I was there in uh, 2017 when we knocked off Geelong and Hawthorne and unfortunately had to go over to Perth and got knocked off. If we play to our full capabilities, I reckon, honestly to God, 
we'll we'll take it all the way. I, oh. I just pray and hope. Very nice, Greg. Well, fingers crossed for you. Um, it's a big drought, and uh, I think you are the yeah the everyone's second team. Max is the man to correct Max it is to, isn't he? I like Max. Hey, um, is that that um I'm aroused? Is that Futurama? Uh, yeah. No, okay, never mind. Did like that show. Hey, um, the Benny, people's Benny Lyon, that was all. people's um, mul- very aroused. The people's multi today, Kingy. We're going to fire it up soon, and the nomination's already coming in. So we need your name, we need the club you're representing, and yep. we obviously need your tip for the weekend, first week we're of finals. We're going to have to give him a game to work with because and Duncan's going to nail his game. That's true, actually. We'll need to give them a game. Yeah, and we need the margin That's as per the Blue Bet line. Yep. Bluebet.com.au. Let's get to our man, Slam Duncan McRae. All thanks to Bluebet. You can bet same game multis at Bluebet. Download the apps today and gamble responsibly. Dunk, welcome. Okay. Sammy Kingy, how are we, boys? Hey, we got it. We got it, brother. <laughs> Something, finally. Yes. <laughs> finally. Yeah, we, finally a combo, you beauty. The big decision is whether you get two legs today and we just wipe Sammy <laughs> because we've worked out he's the handbrake. <laughs> well, he's due then. He's obviously been waiting for finals, Kingy. Uh, he's so too kind. Right. He's too classy oh, for that right. sort of sledge, Kingy. Oh, come with me next time. All right, Doug. What? Oh, <laughs> How are, the... <laughs> How are these finals looking, Doug? What's uh, what's tickling the market most of all? Yeah, it's been uh, pretty pretty buoyant actually. We'll kick off in the first game. Port Adelaide they went up a dollar seventy five, guys, into two fifteen. That starts now five and a half for the Cats, and the Swans have been well back. That start was minus five and a half for the Swans. And that's been well back then. Now to minus seven and a half, dollar sixty-two the Swannies. And in the late game, the Doggies now a dollar sixty from a dollar sixty-five. The start there nine and a half. That was seven and a half. So good money across the all games this weekend. Hey, yeah, uh, Doug. What about Melbourne and Brisbane? That one on Saturday night. Obviously, you got Melbourne heavy favourites for that one. Yeah, they've been well backed. I should have mentioned that. Sorry, guys. Dollar seventy-six into a dollar seventy-two in the head-to-head. Two twelve the lines, and that line's now four and a half. So uh, getting closer and closer. And uh, we're not in September, but we've got semi-finals, and we can't wait. Oh, absolutely. Now tell us then. We always give you first crack at the people's multi dunk because yes. we're polite here. So out of these four games, what one do you want to nominate for your leg of the people's multi this week? I'm Going against my team, GWS, I think they've been a bit lucky late. So I'm going the Swans at minus 7.5 down there in uh, Tassie. I think they'll uh, handle the Apple Isle better than my GWS joints. Oh, very, very nice. Good. All right, Kingy's written that down. Yeah, hey, done. Dunk, really good to hear your voice again. Uh, and it is all thanks to Bluebet, of course. You can bet same-game multis with Bluebet. Download the apps today. Gamble responsibly. Go well. Enjoy the weekend, Dunk. Can't wait, boys. Stay safe. Thank you. Our man Slam Duncan McRae He's joining us there for Bluebet. He is on fire, yeah. and uh, he, on fire. he certainly hasn't been the weakest link. And I hold my hand up there, but I'm ready to bounce back today, King. We might make it's it. To, now that we've broken, <laughs> you can do that for me. Now that we've broken the ice, I can't help but think we're going to fly away with this real sort of sort of got an interim coach feel about it. We're just going to resuscitate the team yeah. with the run into the end of the season. Nothing Come to on. lose now. We'll Come take on. the handbrake off. Keep those nominations coming in. The people's multi. If we salute across all four legs. You and your sporting club, as we said, pockets around uh, thirteen hundred. So just don't give me a selection, but which game are you looking towards? I like Melbourne. I like Melbourne. Don't give me a selection, and then you said, "Give me the game." Which game do you like? You didn't let me finish. I said, "I like the Melbourne Brisbane game." You didn't let me finish. You cut me off. (laughs) Don't cut me off, mate. Don't cut me off, mate. I'll go the Western Bulldogs game. Okay. Against Essendon. All right. I like so that. So the people's multi is the game available for them. I'm happy to go last on that confident. It's Port anyway. Adelaide versus Geelong is the people's multi. Okay. 
All so, right. So put your, on your text which way you sit. Port the, or Geelong, port and the line five and a half. is five and a half, exactly, in, um, in Geelong's favour. So Port Adelaide's favour. So um, <laughs> give us your tips, your name, and the sporting club you are representing. We'll be back with the pick. Sam Edmund, David King. Just, uh, just shut up, King, please, for a second. I'll get to the break. We'll be back after this. Because we just love the footy. On SEN, The Picks, with David King and Sam Edmund. Oh, yes, welcome back. Let's rip into this because yes. the teams are dropping as we speak, David King. It is finals week one, and as I said off the top, it almost feels like it's been just momentarily superseded this week, but our attention is going to turn to these big four games very, very Nothing quickly. Nothing supersedes this. Gee, they promise... They promise a lot. Let's hopefully, uh, let's hope they deliver just as much as they promise. So let's start with the events at the Adelaide Oval tomorrow night. 7.50 bounce down. Port Adelaide hosting the Cats. Cannot wait for this. It's second versus third. The line, five and a half points in favour of Port Adelaide, thanks to Bluebet. And the teams have dropped. Orazio Fantasia comes in and Mitch... Indeed, he's back. A um, bit of hamstring tightness last week uh, kept him out, Kingy. And uh, Georgiades didn't quite get to the start line as expected, but the indication is that uh, he'll be good for finals week two, or certainly if they win through to the preliminary final, he'll be ready to go. And then over at the Cats, Mitch Duncan is in. in the side, wow. back from a PCL first game since round 14. Zach Tui has been held back with his hamstring. So uh, Max Holmes is the one who's been omitted to make way for Mitch Duncan. All-class Mitch Duncan. He'll, he'll have a significant impact as that high half forward pushing up and connecting to from the midfield zone into the inside forward 50 to the likes of Hawkins and Cameron and Rowan and these guys. He, he's the best kicker at Geelong. If he's, if he's up and going, I saw some vision of him training. It didn't look like he was moving that freely. So if he's, if he's turned the corner and he's... Physically up to getting out there, it's a huge in for the Cats. It's a massive in. I'm surprised when I look at the uh, the ins for Port Adelaide mm-hmm. that they didn't bring in Cleary. So that basically means they're going with Jonas, McKenzie, yep. and Alir Alir against the big three of Rowan, Cameron, and Hawkins. Does yep. that mean that Alir will play on they're Jeremy give him, Cameron mm. again? Did we see what happened last time? We did. In fact, last time they conceded five. They conceded Port Adelaide their biggest score of the season. It was 112 points. Hawkins kicked four. Cameron kicked five. Gary mm. Rowan kicked three. And that was back in round 13. When that was a, What a game of momentum swings that was. It was a was, great though. game. It was I, all over the place. I hope we get the same. I, I really do. I really do. I think that uh, didn't Rosie kick, uh, yep. kick four or five? I think five? he kicked four in the first quarter. That's right. He kicked And then early. the Cats pegged them back. Then Port went again. Then the Cats surged late with um, you know Hawkins yeah. doing his thing with the ruck. Cameron snapping them from everywhere. He was lethal that night, Jerry. So Stewart, Tommy Stewart had eight, eight intercepts that night. So he's clearly not there. And Butters didn't play. So that's another in. Just the, the tender shape. The course of the game. So, what what are you looking at? What are you looking for when you look to these two teams? And I think that everyone knows how they play. There are no secrets anymore. Geelong brutal at contest. Port Adelaide brutal at contest. So it's what happens on the way out of traffic that'll separate this game. Can Port do what they've done <clears throat> the last few weeks and and take the game from the inside out? They've been in great form. They've won their last six games. They've won nine of their last ten. Against top eight teams, they're four and four, so they mix it with the best. Mm. They, they don't want for anything. But that first kick out of out of contest, out of clearance, is the game. If, if they can manage to win that next contest, so the post-clearance contest yep. is what we call it, then they'll, they'll be able to connect 
and get scores on the board or get good looks inside forward 50, where I think the Cats right now are a little bit vulnerable. Blitz Arms has gone back. He doesn't look as steady as what he has the previous couple of years where he was all Australian calibre. Without Stewart down there, they're asking lesser players to do more. Stewart's big, isn't he? It's like massive. Dean's texting. I don't know how the Cats are going to cover Tom Stewart not being that rock in defence. The D's mm. found it out. I'm thinking Port Adelaide will see this and go for it. Yeah. Port by two. So He makes a good point. So the ball on the deck is where you miss him. Mm. So they'll they'll always defuse the high ball. Henderson and 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 uh, obviously Henry. Henry and Blitzarves are very good, you know, when the ball's landing. Very good on that initial uh, kick inside 50. But once it's on the deck, you've got the swoopers, the guys that hunt after that loose ball from Port Adelaide. And, and you're talking about Robbie Gray, Connor Rosie, Zach Butters. Yeah. Amon's become a superstar. He has become a top liner in our competition. What a beautiful kick. He's a beautiful left foot kick and he's, he doesn't waste the ball. He's He's got something different in his game. He's got, he's got angles in his game that others don't have. So, look – this is going to be this is a genuine 50-50. It's just where you see your staff factor performing or not. So do you do you think Dangerfield can strap the team to his back and do it again? And a lot rightly has been made of Port Adelaide's record in close games. There's yeah. six uh, of six in the really close games this year. And you'd think this is going to be one of those. And it's at their home grand grand venue and Geelong are going through uh look, nothing they wouldn't be, I guess, ridiculously um unaware of, but the COVID protocols this does speak to a real home ground advantage. And I know Chris Scott downplayed that in terms of they were going to Adelaide Oval anyway. It was a matter of whether they were playing a team who was a tenant there or not in Port Adelaide or the Brisbane Lions. But to be in your hotel room, I know it might be better than the cricket nets, but to not have much uh, outside time before the game as well, I mean, it all just fits yeah. into an unusual build-up that can throw sides off. So we talk all year about small margins in football. Well, they, they realise themselves in these sorts of games. So n- neither of these two teams are great at moving the footy. They're really not. Cats will chip it around and take a lot of marks and try and take territory slowly, whereas Port will try and play a little bit quicker, a little bit more dare, uh, a little bit more excitement. So it's it's about getting your 10 minutes of momentum, and it'll swing backwards and forwards, about getting that on the scoreboard. Mm. So that's why the big three really come to come to mind. Can Charlie do it? Can, can, can Charlie Dixon just keep bringing the ball to ground? Because that'll be their weapon. It's going to be a ripping game. It's flip of the coin stuff. Home ground advantage makes maybe takes you back to Port Adelaide. The extra 5,000 people getting in. Yeah, 20,000 should be good. But I've, I've supported Geelong all year, and, and I, I, just, I just think it's coming together for them. Without, the, the big omission of Stewart is really the only hole in their team at the moment. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Geelong plus the small line, thanks to Bluebet. What have we got? The five line? and a half. I'll take Geelong plus the five and a half. I will do that as well. Whoa. But we threw this open for our people's multi to the people. And Jonathan has texted in from the Truganina Football Club, Kingy, and he disagrees. He's going Port Adelaide. So chuck Jonathan down for the people's multi. He can represent uh, his leg with Port Adelaide over there at the Adelaide Oval. Can't wait for it. Qualifying final, 7.50 p.m. it starts. Really looking forward to that one. Fantasia in for Georgiades and Duncan the big in for the Cats. First game in a long time for Holmes as well. We'll take a break, Kingy. And we'll whip through the rest of the finals after this. We might talk about the Battle of the Bridge down in Tasmania, Sydney and GWS on the other side of this. On SEN, 
The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Ah, yes, the double intro didn't get me that time, Kingy. <laughs> Probably for the first time all year. Welcome You've back to the way. You've come a long way. <laughs> Welcome back to The Picks. Uh, we got this text actually from Peter during the break because we're about to talk about the Battle of the Bridge. Yeah. Third time they've been in finals, mind you. Peter's texting, loving the show, boys. Can you get to the D's game ASAP? I need to bath the kids. Yeah, now, I like that. I know that the kids' bath waits for no one, so <laughs> we thought we'd uh, do the right thing. As get straight to it. Our duty, and we'll go straight to it. All Let's right. jump to Melbourne, Let's shall we? Look. Let's have a look at this game. Any so, ins? Melbourne are playing. Yeah, there are a couple of ins, uh, Kingy. So, oh. the Melbourne Footy Club are playing the Brisbane Lions. This game on Saturday night at the Adelaide Oval. The line, thanks to Blue Bet, is four and a half to the Demons. James Jordan is the Medi sub. There is no change at Melbourne, but there are a couple at the Brisbane Lions. So, Harris Andrews in as expected. Mitch Robinson in as expected, but they've got a couple of niggly injuries. Oh. Calamar Chi's out with a groin. Ryan Lester is out with a groin. Matheson is the Medi sub. So that's a situation. Um, who plays on Charlie Cameron? I want your answer on that. Harris Andrews back from a hamstring and Mitch Robinson back from a calf. So they both passed their final fitness test. So they've had their injuries this year, Brisbane, haven't they? Unlike previous years, some long-term ones and a couple here, Kingy, right on the eve of this qualifying final at the Adelaide Oval. Health's your best player. Health's your best player through a final series. There's no doubt about that. We've been saying that since at round 16 it kicks in. When, when players get impacted in the back half of the year, it throws your team around. So that's that's a concern for Brisbane and unfortunate for, for Chris Fagan and, and co. Melbourne pretty settled. You know, no wins. Jordan was a sub last week. Would they play around with a sub? I wonder whether you'd have – would you have backup? Mm. Like, would you put a Hibbert as a sub just in case mm. – Charlie in case gets little off Charlie the... just went crazy. Who plays again. on him then? Well, I think Smith's got the speed, and I don't mind a taller player playing on Cameron. So Charlie in the air is, is not as much as a threat. He just tries to turn you around all the time and charge you back to goal. So you need a player with speed, but you need someone with discipline. Yeah. If he, if he gets his positioning wrong on Charlie – You'll leak four or five quickly. So having a look at this game and having a look at the form of the teams coming in, it's, it, there's a lot to love about how these guys are playing. We, we all know how good Melbourne have been, particularly without the football. You know, we track you know, four indicators across the competition. Your pressure, uh, being able to hold up as a defensive 50. It's been a whole lot all season. Winning it back. They're, yep. they're, they're number one in all categories. Never seen it before, and it's just something that um, that we love. Could this be a soccer score, a rugby score, this game? A rugby score. Could this be really low scoring? Well, I think the Lions, the Lions are a basic team. They, they kick down the line wide. They want the game to live in contest. So it can be hard. They can be hard mm. to... Having crack. said that, they've been on fire, and then people will say, "Oh, who have they been?" Blah blah blah. But they're what are they? What are they? I think what they're, they say? they're first for points from stoppage and turnover. So they're scoring reasonably well over the last three to four to five to six weeks as well. The Lions, yeah, yeah no, the Lions, the Lions. When you have a look at the Lions' form, so they've won four of their last seven, seven of their last ten. But their losses were to Hawthorne, Richmond, St Kilda. None mm. of those teams obviously involved in September. Four and four against top eight teams. Melbourne. 17 and a half wins top of the table, 8 and 2 against top 8 teams, best in the competition, 4-0 against top 4 teams. So they get 19 goals last week, 22 goals a week before that and 18 goals a week before that. But admittedly, that was against West Coast Collingwood and Fremantle. And but... I, I really loved the win last weekend. Yeah. You had to, to be gone, to be absolutely shot to bits and then find a way to come back. This is this is Petrarca time and Oliver time now, isn't it? This is this is where you you work out just what stratosphere these two are on. Are, are they are they next level? Are they are they absolute Hall of Fame style players that can just you know get this football club over the line, or does 
you know, does Lockie Neal and, and Dane Zorko do what they've done in the back half of the season? It's a cracking game. Again, it's 50-50. I, I just think Melbourne have been so good for so long, I just can't tip against them. I really can't. And, you know, Max Gorn's an asset that no other team in the finals has. A dominant ruckman for hitouts and a dominant ruckman when he charges forward of the ball. And now he can go forward. Yeah. He's not a liability. No, he, he's... He's been, he's been a great contested marker, just hasn't finished his work. I mm. mean, if he had have, hadn't have had the kicking yips in the first half of the season, he would have put a dozen goals yeah. on the board. So, now I'm a massive Melbourne fan. I, I love what Simon Goodwin's done with his team this year. Coach under pressure at the start of the year, must be said, and he's just gone bang. I'm going Melbourne as well. I think they might do this, well, relatively, relatively comfortably. Who kicks the goals for the Ds? Um, well, they've, I French. think it'll be a spread. Yeah. Spread. Yep, I think it'll be a spread, but love Bailey Fritch, and he might just be all Australian tonight, so we'll watch this space oh. on him. Hey, Sydney GWS, the Battle of the Bridge down in Tasmania, if you don't mind. It's at Utah's Stadium. We will get to that uh, shortly. In fact, let's get to it now, Kingy, because this is going to be a fascinating game. In fact, I reckon one of the great shames of this week is that one of these teams has to go home because they have had fantastic seasons, haven't they? Third time they've met in a final both have been great stories, as I say. Both have been on the road for so long this season. GWS lost their first three and were completely written off. They've had injuries along the way that they've defied. Sydney have done the same, playing a brand of football that has shocked and impressed and won rave reviews right throughout the course of the season. The way they've done it has been magnificent. Lots of questions on the Swans physically. Callum Mills, the Achilles, he hasn't come up. He's out of the side. Fox was the Medi sub last week. He's out as well. Campbell's been omitted. Josh Kennedy hasn't got to the line, still trying to tra- uh, shake that hamstring injury. Chad Warner's in, and Bell is in for John Longmire's Swans. Over at GWS, a lot of changes here, and big ones. In Mumford, Reed. Green, Tom, uh, Cornelio in. He was the sub last week. The outs, Briggs, Bruin, Kennedy, and O'Halloran, who has a calf, Kennedy, a hamstring. The line, Kingy, seven and a half in favour of the Swans, thanks to Bluebet. And I was thinking of Jesse Hogan. He finally plays finals. It's mm. taken 98 games, seven seasons, and three clubs to get there. He would have got there in 2018, of course, with the Ds, if not for injury, and he finally runs out in one. Awesome. Fantastic. That's a good uh, That's a good little get, that one. Warner's a star. Warner comes in for the Sydney Swans. He's a centre-bounce burst player. He, he's, uh, he's maximum damage. David I, King-like toe. Well, I, I think that if you think Jake Stringer, think 30% of Jake Stringer at this stage. He's that style of player. So I, I love that as an in. I think Bell's got class. He's got quality. Mills is a huge out. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Um, but when you have a couple lost to injury like Kennedy, and Halloran's been pretty good. He's done some really good things. But if you're talking from a team perspective, <clears throat> the main asset the Giants have got is that they hold up down back. So their defensive 50 has been bulletproof. We're all talking about Sam Taylor and we're in love with what he's doing. He'll get the big job against Lance Franklin and he'll have the, the added responsibility of being the interceptor as well. That's a tough way to live. Beat the best player we've seen for a decade and then try and intercept and get us going yep. the other way. So unless they can win some ball, you know, unless they can be super tough, not not just not just match it with the Swans. I mean, there's an opportunity there without Mills and Kennedy in that midfield for guys like Hopper and Ward and Cornelio. Okay, come in and come in and be the man. Don't be a bits and pieces type player. Come and contribute significantly. And if they can, if they can get the game going their way. And take the pressure off that back six. Who knows? It's going to be an ugly day in Tassie. It, it'll be windy. Is it? It'll be 13 degrees. Yeah, of course. I'll look. You lie. 
What do you You're mean? talking. You're telling porkies. It'll be 13 degrees. It'll be wind to one end. It's perfect for the Giants. The Swans are a ball movement team. They want to change lanes with the footy. Shift the ball, you know, 10 metres lateral every time they, mm. they take it well, forward. Well, so. their midfield mix is better than the Swans. You'd give them that. Yep. I mean, Hopper, Whitfield, Ward, Kelly, they're, they're all up and going. Canelio comes back in. I just like the Swans, Kingy. You're leaning towards GWS, are you? Well, I am. I am. But look, the Swans have won 15 games for the year. They're six and three against top eight. What a season. Ten more wins than last year. Yeah. Ten. Giants, 11 and a half wins. That's a bit of a gap, isn't it? So I think we get seduced by the teams that, you know, find their way into the bottom bracket of the, of the table and you think, oh, they're going really well. Mm. But they, they, they shift weight ranges in terms of their fight. You know, they go from a lightweight to a, to a heavyweight clash. I'll go with Sydney. Minus the seven and a half, but with not a lot of confidence. No, I've got some confidence in the Swans. I think I yeah. think they're going to win this one. Yep, and I the, like the winner is Sydney. What if Ash gets the job done on Parker? Thank you, Juan Antonio. Um, Parker's the one. Yeah, if he gets the job mm. done on Parker, and you haven't got Kennedy, mm. you haven't got Mills. It's it's a, it's a fifty. It's a great finals weekend. It really is. What about buddy? Any chance of thirteen? <laughs> Down there. 13, thirteen. He only needs eight for the thousand. <laughs> There's a lot of goals, eight in the final. A lot of goals. <laughs> it might be beyond him now, but yeah, we, might be. we always barrack for the story. Yeah, so yeah. that line, seven and a half to the Swans, who we both like, thanks to Bluebet. You can bet same game multis with Bluebet. Download apps today. Gamble responsibly. On the other side of this, Kingy, we're going to spend a fair bit of time talking about this one. This is a much-anticipated elimination final. The red-hot Essendon against the stuttering Western Bulldogs. It's down at Launceston as well. We'll discuss that on the other side of this short break. Tingles through my body. I feel like I'm going to cry, to be honest. On SEN, The Picks, with David King and Sam Edmund. Oh, yes. Welcome back to The Picks Finals Edition, if you don't mind. Can't wait for this. It all kicks off tomorrow night, of course, when Port Adelaide hosts Geelong at the Adelaide Oval. But, Kingy, we've got one game left. I'm really looking forward to Sunday, 3.20 p.m. down at UTAS Stadium, Launceston, because we've got a cracking uh, elimination final on our hands here. It is the Western Bulldogs. What a disastrous close to the season it was. They lost their last three games. They slipped out of the top two. They're out of the top four. They play a rampaging Essendon who have won their last three games. And so much intrigue around selection here. So I can tell you this. The Western Bulldogs and Sunday squads, of course, have named Scott West Gardner. Who? Scott West? <laughs> Scott Riley West. Oh. And Gardner, there is no Steph Martin, there is no Jordan Sweet, Ooh. but there is Lewis Young in the ruck again. Oh no! So Bevo's going again. back to the ruck setup that was absolutely monstered in the last game of the season. He's going to stick with it for now, unless he's got another little uh, card up his sleeve, which we're unaware of yet. Essendon. Again, no outs for them, but they've named Jai Colwell, who hasn't played since round Jai two. Colwell. Flipper Phillips. And Marty Gleeson, no outs, as I say, at this stage. So the line I've just momentarily lost is nine and a half to the Western Bulldogs. Thanks to Bluebet. It's all about what you trust. Gamble responsibly. Gamble. Are you done? Um, so last time they played, it was it was just a smashing at stoppage, wasn't it? It was Jake Stringer going crazy. 11 goals for 70 points, the Bombers kick from stoppage. Remind me of Jake Stringer's points. credentials again. He is the number one ranked player in the competition since Round 14. 14, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Um, so that mid-forward role, which has become everything in football. So it was 11 goals, four to three goals, three. 
So that is that is just unbelievable numbers. So the centre bounce clearances, 18-12, they brained them. 39 points to 12 from centre bounce clearances. Now you can get you can get heavy scores from centre bounce clearances in Tassie. Mm. If the wind does blow to one end and you dominate centre bounce clearance, you can be knocking them through. I can see Jake striding to the edge of the square and knocking them through from downtown. Can get so, wind. Let's wait and see what happens uh, with, with Jake, whether they look to invest in a tag or do they say, no, nope, we're going to stick with our system. We're going to go head-to-head. We're just going to take them on. We're going to allow Bont and McRae and Liber to just uh, run and gun and see if we can uh, see if we can get the job done. Dogs are dogs are four and five against top eight teams. Essendon are one and eight. Mm. So sometimes you can be seduced by a bit of a – Their ball movement would have to worry the Western Bulldogs, though. Yeah, I think the dogs are worried about everything at the moment. There's not a, there's not an area of the game that they're not concerned with. Well, they're worried about letting Tim English, their ruckman, actually ruck last week. That's a worry. That was concerned. If you're not allowed to let and very, very run. strange. So over the last six weeks, in terms of the pillars, the things that we really track, so clearance is 10th in the competition, winning contest post-clearance 13th, mm. ball movement 9th. Defending ball movement is the only thing that's held up for the dogs. So defensively, they've been okay. They've been better than okay. They've been very good. So they're not really bringing a lot of assets to the table, but I still have faith that they'll get the job done over the Bombers because I just think they're that next level down team at the moment, tracking beautifully, set for a big 24 months ahead. But just right now, I think they're gettable for the Dogs. Okay. It'd be interesting to see how it goes. The Western Bulldogs, as I say. You don't sound confident. Mm. That was just a little, okay. Yeah, I don't really know what to think with this game, Kingy. I'll come and go with it, to be honest. Well, where are you at, at the I'm moment? waiting for the Western Bulldogs to show me something. And maybe there were some signs last week. They didn't ultimately get the win they desperately needed. And they did have the heart ripped out in the end. But they were playing a very good side. But maybe there were some signs last week. last week. They got smashed for no, you're 110 right. of the 120 You're minutes. right. And they defied logic for a long time that game, didn't it? But um, down there at, es- uh, down there at um, Launceston, the Bombers have played there recently and had some success there recently. Hawthorne beat the Western Bulldogs down there only yeah. a couple of weeks ago as well. Yep. Jake Stringer's had some great games down there. So I think if you're going into this one as an Essendon supporter, you, you, you've got optimism. You have. I you mean, should you probably shouldn't be there almost, you, you got, but you are. You've got the most informed midfield in the comp right now. No, Parish, one, no one expected them to be there, no, did they? No one. No one. They've had a great year. So regardless of what happens on Sunday, um, the, the Bombers will be pumped with what's to come. There's, there's no doubt about that. That Every decision they've made on their list has been a good one over the last 12 to 18 months. The People's Multi, we've lined it out. I've gone with Melbourne. Let's have a look here. Hang on. I've gone with Melbourne. You've gone the Western Bulldogs. Kingy, slam dunk. We never doubt him. He's gone the Swans. And our loyal listener, Jonathan, from the Truganina Football Club, has gone Port Adelaide so the on Friday favorites. night. We've gone the four favourite uh, selections. Mm. Okay. Who is the one you can count on this week? Thanks to one classic lager, a beer you can count on. Who can we count on this weekend, Kingy? Well, you just told me during the break that you can count on Sam Draper going ape droppings. Could he just run amok in this game if they don't play, I guess, a legitimate ruckman in someone like Tim English? Or uh... I don't think Tim's a real threat in there. No, they might have to look at. Would they look at Cordy going into the ruck, or even Gardner going into the ruck? Yeah, okay, just for something different. Because when you see, I don't mind the idea of Bond taking boundary throw-ins. I really don't, because as soon as the ball hits the deck, you've got a guy who can 
who can rip the game apart yeah. versus a ruckman. Get your Rolls Royce into the ruck. Oh, only at boundary throw-ins. Okay. Oh, don't don't put him in the centre back. No. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't want PCLs going, people, do we? People pass away in there. Uh, <laughs> it's a bad space. <laughs> I don't think it's that severe, is it? It's severe. I think. How would you go in the ruck? Terribly. One thing you can count on is four cracking finals, I reckon. Yeah. I really think we're on the eve of one of the best final series. I'm with you. It has been that even of a season. It's almost like we haven't got a standout, but we've got eight really good teams that have qualified. Better the weekend, Melbourne, I think. Yep. I like it. I one, think they're a lock. One classic lager, one standard drink in a big 500ml can. It's available at Dan Murphy's Fantastic. and BWS. Braxy loves it. Congratulations Braxy. to Peter off the text. It was bathing the kids. You want a slab of one classic lager. That'll make it tolerable. Yeah. A beer you can count on available at Dan Murphy's and BWS. Just recapping the lines for all games, thanks to the cheeky little bluey, our friends at Bluebet. Port, minus six and a half against the Cats. Sydney, minus six and a half Get against the Giants. Melbourne, minus five and a half against Brisbane. And the Western Bulldogs, minus ten and a half against the Bombers. It's all thanks to Bluebet. You can bet same-game multis with Bluebet. Download apps today. Gamble responsibly. Kingy, have a great weekend. See you, mate. Because we just love the footy. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.